Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. Our first guest has been a part of his organization since 2005. After a merger, he has assumed so many roles from GM, Vice President, Chief Service Officer, and in July of 2016, he was named the President of the Combined Organization. Please welcome Renaud Veriki, President of Teletrack Navman. Renaud, welcome to the show. Very excited to be here. So let's talk about Teletrack Navman and how do you serve the construction marketplace? You've been doing such an amazing job since you've taken over the, the market has really changed, and you guys have really taken a, a leadership role in it. Yeah, we're, we're super excited about um, what's happening and how we can service, obviously, this, this great market. You know, fundamentally, we're a software company that uses location-based technology to provide insights for all of our customers. Uh, and, and one of those segments that we focus a lot of energy on is the construction segment. And, you know, within that segment, Really, it's about providing sort of real-time information about what's going on on the construction sites. Uh, and what we try to do is make that holistic across anything that a construction uh, company may own. And this means providing those insights across any make and model. Um, doesn't matter what the OEM uh, manufacturer is that they use. And it, it's also across every type of equipment they might have. And that might be obviously the yellow iron that everyone's interested in. But more and more, what's also interesting is all of the non-yellow iron elements, whether that's some of their heavy-duty trucks or some of their non-powered assets. Holistically, we're trying to provide insights so that everyone can see what's going on in a construction site across everything that they have to manage. When we talk about the industry right now, there's a lot of assets, and you call them the yellow iron on elements and even non-powered, and we think about that today. We really have to look at all of the information, and it's not just looking at the information, but it's more important to look at the anomalies that are occurring, right? I mean, that's really what we want to look at because just the information doesn't help us, but we want to look at when there's things that aren't working right, that something's gone wrong. Isn't that really what we want to find out? I think that that's absolutely true from a maintenance perspective. So we actually look at it in two ways. Everyone is really interested in the exception elements, as you mentioned. Um, and, you know, these assets, when they have our technology on them, report in anywhere from one minute to, you know, every five to ten minutes. And that can be an overwhelming amount of information. So, as you say, synthesizing that information and providing insights into where to make improvements is one key thing. Synthesizing that information and understanding this is where there's a problem is another element. And I think finally the the really interesting element is where you can take this data and push it into the back office of construction companies and really start to manage and help manage the P&Ls of, of projects and try to see how do I make changes and see how those changes are impacting the job site financials on a daily basis instead of perhaps being able to do that on a monthly basis. So I think there's a vast array, certainly um, making sure that exception handling works, but then understanding how it ties into the business and how we're part of that 
is really a critical element for some of the advanced construction companies we work with. So are we there yet for the construction companies that you say, the advanced construction companies versus the maybe just the beginning? Where are we on that hockey stick curve, so to speak, of being able to manage data right now? Are we there yet or are we just beginning when we look at managing real-time data? You know, I, th- I think first and foremost, what's interesting about the what I call advanced companies is it's always a continuous improvement mentality. Um, so I think there are elements that show the holistic capability. And I'll give one example. We work with um, an aggregate company uh, that has about a 1,000 assets. And what they had in the past was, how do I go get all the engine hours from all of my pieces of equipment scattered around all of the different mines that uh, they do aggregate work in across the country? And just the process of collecting that information took a month. And they fed that back into their ERP systems, and then they were able to give their GMs, well, this is your variance to what you were planning. Now, what we've done with them is they actually get that information real-time every day and upload it into their ERP at night. And so in the morning, they have daily reviews. And I think that is what's critical, is thinking holistically when companies, the most advanced companies, think about how do I use this technology to interact and interplay with the rest of my business systems? We've seen tremendous leaps in the companies who think about that. So I think we're only scratching the surface, but certainly these leading companies can show us how this type of technology can be integral in them being leaders. And what I see from these companies, these are the acquirers. These are the ones that are sort of able to gobble up the smaller inefficient players because they have this foresight to be able to do this continuous learning. Do we want these big companies to be the acquirers or do we want to spread the wealth so that we have that kind of thing that you just described, that more companies can understand and think holistically that there's a lot of opportunity with understanding that real-time information that you just described and synthesizing it all? Yeah, I think, you know, what we really want is to make sure that for the people who are willing to commit into the investments. I think this is happening regardless of, you know, whether anyone's philosophy is, I don't believe in it, I, I, I'm waiting. You know, this is really happening now. And I think whether you're a small, medium company or a really large company, it's are you going to make these investments and how, how have we made it accessible to the companies that perhaps can't spend as much money with us? And I think we, we think about that as how do we – take some of the burden and work with the customers in a subscription model. That means there's not a huge capital investment up up front to level the playing field, and we certainly do that to make sure that it's accessible for some of the small and medium businesses. Is that how we're getting to this whole ELD mandate that we are now? Because we have companies who are not even ready to prepare for that. I mean, that's only five months away or so. I mean, I don't know if we're there yet or or maybe we're less than that because it's it's December 18th or so is the deadline. Are companies, to, if they haven't been thinking about it, they're going to be in trouble if they're not really preparing on what to do and how to ensure that they maintain compliance? I mean, companies really need to be thinking about that if they've got a lot of fleets, right? Absolutely. Um, and, and I think this is, this is one of the biggest short-term questions going on in, in construction. As, 
as I talk to my construction team and I talk to uh, companies, I think at the beginning of the year there was still this kind of wonder, is, is Congress going to change anything? Is, is some legislation going to change? Clearly, as it's accelerated through, and, and last month's Supreme Court basically turned down um, one of the last protests uh, to this mandate, you know, now companies are kind of looking and saying, look, you know, we're, we're, we're right around the corner from this, as you put it. And getting ready for this is now. You know, I think what we will see as we accelerate through is certainly we see the demand of our ELD product skyrocketing, even from the first quarter to the second quarter. But the implementation of this is pretty complex. Um, and it is not something to sort of wait for the fourth quarter. I always talk to, to people saying, you know, it's just like an implementation of any type of ERP system. If you wait to the last minute, you might get it in and be compliant, but the pain that you inject on your company could be severe. And is that, yeah, that's a great point because I think sometimes companies forget that, that they think, oh, we'll get it. It's not really that hard to understand because when you hear the rules, you go, okay, I get it. But it's, yeah, why put your company through that kind of pain? <laughs> that's a really good point. Why do that? Why wait till the last minute? I mean, you know, well, what do you need to do that for? And, and I think, you know, you, you hit it perfectly. I think fundamentally it's about change management. It's, it's anytime we're adopting technology, the change management element can be sort of daunting, particularly when you think about we need information from some of our drivers. So um, how are we going to be able to enable them to, to handle this change? And that takes iterations and changes and, and training. Then you think about your managers and how are we going to provide the information for them to understand when, when the vehicles are going to be over some limitations of driving and, and the change management of not just the process, but how you go about managing that. And, you know, that is not a, a small task, let alone the technology adoption. I think we have covered sort of the, the implementation and the technology adoption, but I think depending on the complexity of what happens, the change management side is, is really critical. We've got just about a minute left, but talk about the importance of a connected fleet right now. I mean, I think it's just so important for all of us to think about that, and, and the changes are so great when we do have a successfully connected fleet. Yeah, I think, you know, one thing to remember is this, this, is, this is hard work, right? Um, a lot of our construction companies and every construction company works in an environment that is extremely rigorous, right, whether that's temperature, dust, and getting a connected fleet in that environment is hard work. So the right vendor is really critical. But more importantly, once you put that effort in, and move your company to commitment to the connected fleet, the, the benefits are tremendous, not only for enabling your own people to do what they want to do, but across your organization, all of a sudden we see some of our leaders getting more unison between their departments, meaning the people who think about safety, you know, are much more aligned with the fleet managers. The fleet managers who are thinking about utilization of the assets have much better information to bring to their sites about the assets that are being underutilized. And fundamentally, I think this starts to create a better dialogue between the businesses to optimize their business. So, you know, in summary, I think this is hard work, but it's well, well worth it from the companies we see adopting this. We're not, we're out of time, but thank you so much for being with us and Teletrack Navman. I hope you'll come back and talk to us soon. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Peggy. It was a pleasure being here. 
All right, listeners, we're out of time. Stick around. We've got more to come on ConExpo, ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. We'll be right back right after this commercial break. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CEO and founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. Vin Village connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. Vin Village is where wine lovers connect. Identity theft costs over $20 billion a year. When was the last time you changed all of your passwords? Don't be a victim. The nonprofit Securing Our E-City Foundation is here to support you. They serve individuals, families, seniors, businesses, and nonprofits throughout San Diego, helping to make a safer cyber experience for all. For more information, visit securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. You were born to do one amazing thing, but most people spend a lifetime trying to identify what it is. If you're at a job you don't like or are unemployed, if you're in a state of transition or just can't shake that nagging feeling that you were meant and made to do something extraordinary, the Reinvention Workshop is exactly what you need. Led by award-winning self-help author Steve Ulcher, the Reinvention Workshop will forever change your life. The Reinvention Workshop takes you step-by-step through Steve's proven formula that has helped so many get on the right path and be clear about what they were born to do. Take the first step for realizing the life you deserve and desire by visiting TheReinventionWorkshop.com today. No more delays, no more denial. Reconnect with your true self. Learn to live with purpose and conviction and become who you were born to be. The world is waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Log on to TheReinventionWorkshop.com. That's TheReinventionWorkshop.com. 